It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. This is Jazz. And sure. And you're listening to Giving Up the Ghost. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Stat-wise, we're like 280 away from 7,000. Didn't we just celebrate like 5,000 the other day? Five grass. I know. So amazing. A lot of people are listening to us from Toronto, I noticed. I know who you are. No, I don't know who you are. I know where you are. I just don't know and why thank you thanks for listening and yeah holy at, crap at the scary time i guess you know we also gotta address the uh <clears throat> elephant virus in the room um yeah. covid so we're all like self-isolating here in winnipeg as is everywhere yeah. i should yeah we're on lockdown Yay. yeah and hashtag hashtag stay the fuck home anyway yes just my yes. own personal as much as you can yes I mean, of course, you got to go out for supplies and stuff, but groceries and groceries. But I, you know, you see people reporting, reporting on this stuff all the time. They're like, you know, I go in, I get my stuff and there's people in my way and they're mulling around. They're making it like, uh, like a, a day trip, you know? I know. Yeah. Because they want to get the out. Family. Yeah. No, don't just take the whole family. Don't drag your little fucking rugrats in there. No. Worst no. place. Worst it's a time. one man, one man expedition. I know. I heard the little Walmart by me is closing, so I don't know how... I googled it, I couldn't find anything, so I don't know. Why? How come? Well, I think because uh, they don't have any civil <laughs> organization there. People just run in, yeah. ah, yeah. Oh, you know, they just run yeah. in like zombies, ah, and they touch oh, people. Toilet and... paper! Well, didn't toilet you... Paper. Toilet paper! <laughs> didn't you... You were saying... Oh, you were saying your spouse there, right? Like, it was just a mad zoo there. Oh, yeah. That was the one on Regent. It was I terrible, know. he said. Ugh, people just don't think. 
No, I know. Safeway <gasps> here is really good, though. Is it? Yeah. They're like, they got, like, law and order happening in there. The militia comes in, the tanks move in. I heard some tanks yeah, were rolling through Transcona the other day. I saw that. Oh, I know. Everyone's having a But it wasn't, it, yeah, no, 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 there was a, that. yeah, and there was a, a civil, exp- I like the word civil today. I don't know. Like it's, Yeah, you're very civilly. I'm very basically civil. <laughs> No, there was a big thing they were going to do in Alberta, a big uh, training session mm-hmm. or whatever that mm-hmm. got canceled and then because go... of COVID. So they're moving them all back to Ontario. Yeah, they're going back to Petawawa. They're right? like, oh my God, the tanks are going to be on the street. I'm like, there's not going to be any tanks on the street, people. Come on. I know. It's not freaking Russia or China or... Exactly. And even if there was tanks on the street, what are they going to do? Don't go outside then. Yeah, exactly. They're not going to blow your ass up. That's right behave behave and they won't do shit yeah i know so stupid so tonight it's just about making me crazy facebook i know know. i'm about to go off of it well you know i'm on i'm off i'm on i'm off i know speaking of it's just too much speaking of facebook if you like what we do please join us on facebook yeah share us like us and the gram comment twitter twitter i don't know i just yeah i know Twitter's too scattery for me. Isn't it? It's just like so, all over the place. It doesn't seem organized. Mm-mm, don't like that. No, no, no. It's just me. And tonight I am drinking a twisted tea. It is a Monday. It is a school night because I'm working from home, but you know, I can still have well, a cocktail. Yeah. It is a school night here, but I have a beer. My days are my days are blending. I mean, fuck. Anyway. It could really be Friday for all I know. For all I know. <laughs> it's it's like a January of Mondays. You know, like it's like, have we been home for two weeks or three or four? I have no idea already at this point. This Wednesday, like in two days, uh, it'll be three weeks for me. Okay, so then it's three for me because Hayden was. You pulled him out, yeah, yeah, early, yeah. yeah we... I took him out early because it was just ridiculous. No one was there anyway. They weren't doing anything. So. Yeah, and that was like with my it's girl too. Be a weird year for school, though. Eh? I know. Holy shit, it's gonna be a sad year, especially for those grads. You poor kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I just no, can't I imagine. You work all this time. You work your whole life, literally. And it's like, yep. whoa, sorry. I mean, it's sorry nobody's It's nobody's fault, but it's still very sad. No, well, they must, they'll do something. they got to do something after. Yeah, for sure. As long as we don't get wave two of plague. If we get uh, wave two of plague, we'll be closed up again in October sometime. I know. I saw... So, and then I saw a comment on Facebook speaking about wave two. They're like, why are we all scrambling to find a vaccine and China's not scrambling? Well, one, uh, they're probably going to be hitting their second wave anytime now. Two, I have heard that they're looking yeah. for a vaccine as well. So just your sources. Oh, are... I'm sure everyone is. Oh, sure. They're not going to tell you their secrets. It's China. I know, they're right? They're not going to say, hey, we have a vaccine here. Yeah. Well, they, we this thing's been around since November. They only told us since January. So, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I mean, conspiracy no. theorists will just block that. North here. Korea doesn't have anyone there yet. Sick. Hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. hey, well, because here it is. 801, they have one. 805, they have none. Mm-hmm. 820, mm-hmm. they have one. 836, they have none. Pew, pew. Yeah. Pew, pew. Pew, pew. As long as Mr. Kim don't get it, everything will be fine. Oh, shit. Did you hear about uh, Boris Johnson today? He's an ICU the prime I minister know. shit he's sick for 10 days and they put him in there now eh i know he did not look well that's on the good. was it the weekend no it must have been thursday friday because the queen did his address say eh? that's why the queen came on yeah and he did but, not I mean, that look was, well that was like um sorry i just broke my mic there that's okay that was like he's like 46 and it was 10 days and they went in and sent him in for oxygen and all of a sudden he's in icu now well actually but he's still conscious yes so. yeah oh yeah He's actually 55, I mean, but he looks 65. Like, he looks oh, is really... He yeah. Where did I see 46 then? I don't know. Well, he was at one time. He was in my marbles. <laughs> he was at one time. Does he have a fiance who's pregnant, though? Really? Oh, my. That's what I thought I read, unless I'm reading some freaking reader. I don't know. Did his wife find out? <laughs> I don't know. I must, I must don't different. tell his wife. His wife. His wife. He's so. locked up somebody. Shit. So, hmm. well, I wonder who the hell I was reading about. We talked about our stats. We talked about we talked about our peoples. We talked about the peoples and our yeah. stats. 
you know, people. makes us happy, guys. Thank you so much. And th these grim times, it's nice to hear that somebody appreciates. We made some new friends, right? That that Kara that we talked about her house a few mm -hmm. episodes ago. And uh, yeah. there, there's another lovely lady I've been in touch with. Um, we'll interview her maybe in the next week or so. Um, I think she's in Brandon. I'm losing track. I have everything written down. I'm a good girl. I'm a good little girl. Yeah, no, have... the Brandon one I think we haven't done yet. Right? Yeah, there's a, yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping this week we can get back together like this if you have time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, I know. <laughs> and um, we'll cover uh, people been um, approaching us. We're going to read some of the stories because there's some people that gave us full, full bore. They're like, go for it, read my story. Mm -hmm. We don't want to be in it read necessarily. Yeah. That's cool. We still got some stuff yeah. from Gimli, but we just did Gimli. So we'll we'll hold off until we get a couple more, I think, right? Yeah, load it up a bit. Yeah. And then, oh, we did get one house. The Somebody. Is good. Yeah, it's going down really nice. Nice. It is. Mm. Mm. Just like my kids say, very nice. Nice, very good. Nice. Nice. And then, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, and what we're doing here tonight is uh, the last time we got together with uh, Doris and Colleen, we talked to their story, their stories, uh, South Winnipeg, spooky South Winnipeg last week. And mm -hmm. right after that interview, it was just casual. We're sitting in the, uh, in the pod, in the pod cella. And uh, we talked to Tommy from Prince Rupert, BC. Now he's a transplant. Like he lived here pretty much all his life in Winnipeg. I've known him since I was a, a teenage punk. Tommy messages me on Facebook a couple times every now and then, some jokes and stuff. And I've posted it up on our page. I'll give him credit, you know, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, yeah, and then, that, yeah. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, I think that I told you the one time where he's like, and there was the one time I, I saw my, my sister's guardian angel. It's like, yeah, yeah. what? Like, Wait a second. <laughs> what? You can't just drop that in a conversation. <laughs> what? So, uh, yeah, so this is, tonight's episode is our continuation with Tommy from our our pod seller, um, we were just, I don't think we were in the bag. I think we were just getting tired, right? So I just, we didn't intro it or that anything. That was at the end of the night. No, well, we might have been full of food and everything else <laughs> full as of well. Full of <laughs> full. Full of full. <laughs> we could have been full of everything then. Full of everything, yeah. So, yeah. but, uh, so this is what we're introing tonight. Uh, if you wish to contact us, and please contact us, you can contact Thank us you. at... Give me up for the ghost podcast at gmail.com. That's right. That's right. That's Yay. where we're at. Yay. And, <laughs> oh, and I have material to make ghosties. So I think once I get some oh, ghosts. Yeah. And then my, my friend Debbie from Dolphin's going to embroider some uh, initials, giving up the ghost for the back of them. It'll be nice. Oh, excellent. That'll be perfect. Oh, she's in self-isolation right wool. now. Wool? I want wool. I want wool. I'm going to crochet some little COVID virus balls. For stress balls. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I'm going to crochet some masks. No, uh, it's like, hmm, no. I'm not sure if that's going to work. But anyway. No, but, yeah. I, I, you get a crochet I might have some extra wool if you want extra wool. Because I crochet from time to time. Do you? Yeah, I do. Hmm, not this I have winter. To look, into my, uh -huh. look into my stash. So, yeah, okay. please please have a listen. Tonight's episode is called The Bowler Hat Ghost of St. Boniface. Ooh. Ooh. Enjoy, and we'll be right back. Yeah, so you this was your, your home, like your childhood home, and then you had messaged me the other day to say that your sister had a guardian angel. Oh, sorry, the guardian angel was actually at our house in Steinbach. Oh, okay. I yeah. didn't realize you grew up in Steinbach. Or you stayed in Steinbach. When I was when I was a little little kid, we my grandmother's house in Steinbach. We lived there until I was about four or five, and then we moved to Horace Street. Okay, but right. but it's like honest to God, everywhere that I've lived has had some type of paranormal activity and it's been very i don't know some people they say are very prone to feeling it or sensing it and mm -hmm. i think i'm one of those people because up here in rupert as well i've had um experience weird experiences with paranormal stuff not to the extent that i had when i was a kid but right. a little bit of stuff up here as well hmm. interesting and like your your kids because you have foster kids have they experienced anything as well or yeah, they've heard stuff, and um, with the, um, you know, a lot of them bring a lot of baggage into the situation yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I've always, I'm always doing a lot of cleansing 
with with and smudging with uh, sage and stuff. But I've had kids tell me, you know, I thought I saw something out of the corner of my eye. I I swear I could feel somebody downstairs. And one of the kids actually verified the mysterious knocking that's happened at my house in the past. Yeah. Jeez. So, and then going back, you said like, again, uh, your sister had a guardian angel and that was in your house in Steinbach, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And you even saw this guardian angel too, you were saying. I did. So what happened was my sister and I must've been thinking back three or four, because as far back as I remember, I remember my sister being a little kid and talking about her guardian angel and she would talk about how this person she would see and she would give a great physical description of the person mm-hmm. and to her this person was was real like right. she would have sightings of him hmm. and one afternoon we were sleeping and we were in bunk beds and th- this is how clearly i remember the situation we were in bunk beds we were in the top shelf or the top bunk, and I'm laying closest to the doorway, and behind the door is a closet. And so I'm turned slightly, and I'm looking up, and my sister is sitting facing the closet, and she is smiling and and talking. And I looked at her, and I said, who are you talking to? And she said, my guardian angel, he's in the closet. Oh, my God. So How old was she then? You said six. She was about... Um, she was about five, oh, five, okay. five, five, six. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, like just kind of went, oh my gosh. And then I turned and I looked and I sat up and there in the closet opening behind the door was this. And as she, this is her words, he's a black man and he wears a white tuxedo and a top hat and he carries a cane. Oh my God. And I looked, and there he was. And he was—he broke out in the biggest smile. And it was just, you know, like, I was really scared. And I'm, I got total goosebumps thinking about it. No shit. I, I remember thinking I was scared to turn around and see him. But when I did, it was just this big smile, and a feeling of peace just mm. came over me. And we both just stared at him. And, and she said, Tommy, this is my guardian angel. He's here every time to protect me. And I was just about to say something, and all of a sudden, my grandmother walked into the room and opened up the doorway, and we both kind of went, ah! Because it scared the hell out of us. And we scared the hell out of my grandma because she heard us talking, so she walked Um, in, and she said, what are you kids doing? Yeah. And I said, Nobody's guardian angels behind the door in the closet. And my grandmother was just like, <gasps> and she came into the room and she pulled the door and he was gone. Of course. Yeah. 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 But holy crap. But it's, yeah. it's so freaky because it's so descriptive because both of you saw the yeah. same thing. You don't hear that rarely. And it's often, not like your you typical know? guardian angel kind of scenario. I'm a guardian. Did I say garden? Sure. Garden. Yeah. You know what I mean? We knew what you yeah. meant. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like a... Yeah cloak and, and winged right kind of thing right, right. exactly yeah it was a, a, a black man wearing this this wide lapeled 70s style tuxedo yeah, and he had the big tight afro and the hat sat on the afro nice and the the fro stat went up and it was yeah. taut he was so handsome and beautiful and and just this awesome smile on his face. Right. Huh. And I just, I, I just, I was just dumbfounded. Huh. And she talked about him throughout her childhood. Oh, she did, eh? Yeah. And, yeah. like, is your sister still with us, or is she... Oh, no, she passed away um, when she was 21, when okay. I was uh, 18, oh. in, a, in a car accident. Right. Oh, shit. Yeah, she actually. Yeah, yeah, I remember that now. I'm sorry, I forgot. So she actually foretold her car accident that it was going to happen. Oh, really? Yeah, really sad. But yeah, it was uh, right up until you know the teenage years. She talked about seeing him on a regular basis. Was that the first house you lived in? Yeah, very first one. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And and had your grandmother lived in there for a long time, like before? Yeah, very, very long time. Hmm. Okay, interesting. I'm trying to think of some to what. To grandma, oh maybe you I know. Don't know. 
Did uh, did your sister ever give him a name? Did she ever say what his name was, or did you ever? No, no way. No way. See, I, you know, if she did, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, like it just, I, I just remember his face. Hmm. So, like, I can, I can kind of stare off into the, stare off and not focus on anything, and I can totally see his face mm-hmm. right now. That's quite mm-hmm. the impression, considering you're only like four. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very cool. And then you guys moved to Winnipeg, and then you lived on horse. Yes. And how old? Just you, off. Just go off. Ahead. Sorry. Just uh, how old would you have been at that point? Like, was it like right after Steinbeck? So like five five years old or something? Or? Yeah, about five years old. We mm-hmm. uh, we moved there and um, started. I started elementary school at King George the Fifth. Oh. Okay. And uh, yeah, it was an awesome, awesome house. Beautiful place. Yeah. Were you the only family in there at the time? Yeah, it was a single. It was a single family um house okay all the all the houses around there were all just single families okay. um across the street i think there was uh there was more of uh the multi-families that lived there but yeah, yeah. ours on our side of the street were all single family units and mm-hmm. it was wow it was this massive beautiful house with this massive veranda that ran around it and stuff it was mm-hmm. just incredible right and how long did you guys live there for? Uh, probably uh, seven, seven or eight years. Okay. All right. So I did some history research on, on the house. So I want to hear what, what you remember of experiences happening in that house. And I'm going to tell you some things that I found. Okay. If that makes sense. So. Um, yeah. The first things that I remember is at our, in our dining area in the kitchen, there was a back door that opened into the veranda, and then there was a door from the veranda that opened to the back stairs outside. We always left the veranda door open, mm-hmm. and there was a screen door and then an inside door. Right. So sometimes you'd hear the click, click, and it was like the wind would push the back door open. Right. And even though I could swear, you know, if I was last one in, I'd push in the door until it clicked and locked closed. Yeah. It would still click, click, and it would open up. And sometimes my mom would say, "Come in, you're welcome." <laughs> as as you know, we were sitting down, and it would happen when we were sitting down to eat dinner. Mm-hmm. It would never happen in the middle of the afternoon or the middle of the night. Nothing like that. It would happen mm-hmm. when we were sitting down to eat. It's like somebody's coming home for supper. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So one day, I find I was sitting. In my dad's spot, my dad was working, so I was directly across from it, and it opened up, and my mom was serving dinner, and she just looked at the door, and she said, come in, you're welcome, mm-hmm. and my brother Bailey shut the door, mm-hmm. and uh, and I said, mom, why do you say that? Right. And she said, well, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but there is a spirit of an old man that lives in this house with us. Oh. And I was like, what are you talking about? Mom. This is, you know, like, mommy, you've lost it, right? Yeah, right. And she said, no, I'm serious. Like, sometimes you'll feel like there's somebody else there. Mm-hmm. And then if the, you look at the corner of your eyes, you might see him standing beside the uh, the doorway or something watching you. Okay. And I was thinking... That's just crap. That's just crap. And I'm like, Mom's been I've drinking never again. Seen, you know, <laughs> I've never seen line. that. I don't know what you're talking about. But I looked to my left, and my brother Brad was white, oh. like pale. And I said, "What the hell is wrong with you?" Mm-hmm. And he's five years older than me. You know, big teenager and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And my mom goes, "Well, looking at Brad, obviously you've seen him, haven't mm-hmm. you?" And he's like. I thought I was imagining him. Oh, shit. He says, scared the shit out of me so many times. Right. And she says, you don't have to. And everybody's talking like it's normal. Right. And she says, you don't have to be worried about him. He's a good spirit. Okay. He probably lived in this house. He's, he's an mm-hmm. old man. Mm-hmm. He's got a, like a handlebar food. mustache. Oh, yeah. He's got black hair. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a gray pinstripe suit and he's carrying a bowler hat nice hmm. okay like yeah. talk about uh, specifics yeah very like specific. and it and it also dates him as being an older character from 
you know, time gone by. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So as life is going on and stuff, I'm home alone at, with my mom. She's in bed, though. Mm-hmm. All my siblings are out at um, a school dance. Okay. And I'm upstairs, and we have my TV. Our t- family TV is in my room. Mm-hmm. And we have, you know, several cats and stuff. And cats. <laughs> cats. And so then we, um, I'm sitting up there, and I'm just by myself, and I can hear the, old, the stairs creaking. Mm-hmm. Now, there are 17 stairs from the bottom to the landing, and there's five stairs from the landing to the top landing, okay. where it divides into the right side's the bathroom, straight ahead's my brother's and two brothers' room, and to the left is my bedroom. Okay. The 17 stairs comes into play later. Sure. But <laughs> I can hear this creaking on the stairs, and I'm thinking, who the heck is home? So I'm yelling out for people. <laughs> And nobody's there. And I'm like, oh, exactly. Because I'm scared, right? So I get up and I go turn, natural thing for a kid, turn up the volume so you can't hear the creaking, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I go walking over to to the TV and it's one of those old tubes, right? This is like in the 70s with the old TVs, right? Yeah. And I look into the TV and I look into the tube. And I can see the doorway, and I can see him standing there. The dude? The old dude? The dude, the old dude. And I turn, and I look directly at the doorway, and I can't see anything. But I look back into the TV tube, and the reflection, I can see him him standing there. So I turn up the TV, and I turn around, and my two cats are both staring at the exact spot at the doorway. Shit. And I'm like, ah, oh, fucking hell! I'm thinking to myself, you know. Cats, cats, So then I go and I, I walk over and I sit on my bed and I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And I remember my mom saying, "Invite, just say you're welcome," hey, you know. Yeah, yeah. I said, "Come in, you're welcome." And my cats did this. Yeah, they did that. All the way to the chair at the end of my bed. Oh my god! And I didn't see anything, you know, pressurized down or anything. But the cats watched in unison, like this person walked in and sat at the end of my bed. And then I was, I was totally cool with it after that. I was like, okay, he's not going to kill me. I'm good. Yeah. Did your Did your mom ever give him a name just by chance, or no? No. No. Okay. No, never gave him a name. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we had seen him so many times and stuff. But one day my brother was running the tub. And I was I came out of my room and I needed to use the bathroom. So I stood at the doorway and I, I was leaning against the door. And I'm like, Brad, yeah, gotta go. Brad. Mm-hmm. And I'm yelling for him, Brad. But he's running the tub and he was leaning over the tub. And I'm like, this guy can't hear. He's deaf. So I'm just kind of <laughs> leaning against the doorway. And Brad slowly turns and he goes, Aah! <laughs> and I'm like, what? He goes, I thought you were him. You as he comes over, he starts just beating on me. Oh shit! <laughs> but it was but like, him. oh, that's right. The guy stands by the doorway. Sorry, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> it was, it was like my brother. You know, like totally reacted ne- negatively to him all the time, right? Because he was just always in fear of this thing. Yeah, yeah. But every time, anytime I saw him, I was always calm, cool, and collected, except once. Okay. We were sitting down to dinner, and my, I was talking about school and how I had this really good test mark. And my mom's like, oh, did you get to bring the test home? And I said, oh, yeah, it's upstairs with my stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll go get it. So I'm running up the stairs, and I always would run up the stairs with my hands and feet yeah, on, yeah. The, on the stairs like a kid would. And <laughs> so I hit the landing. <laughs> And I turned left, and I came up the stairs, and I was about to go into my room at the left, and all of a sudden, I saw him. And he was between my two, my brother and my bed, on the floor, on his hands and knees, on all fours. Oh, my God. And I was like, the old what's man, he doing? The, old, the man. old man ghost was there, and I was like, what are you doing? Like, thinking to myself, what are you doing there? Yeah. And all of a sudden, he rose up, and he was like this. And he had the most contorted face of of fear and pain. And he was holding his chest. And then he turned and he looked at me. And I went, 
I, I jumped down to the landing, took two steps, jumped down the 15 <gasps> remaining cool. to the floor. I heard my ankle snap. Oh, shit. And I tried to run, and I couldn't. <sighs> so I was crawling as hard as I, fast as I could, because I was mortified. No I was terrified. Kidding. I was screaming. Everybody came running, and I, they said, what's wrong, what's wrong? And I said, David Cutawalchuk is upstairs. My friend... My, my brother's friend, David, I don't know why I picked his name out of the, out of the air, but everybody ran upstairs and there was nobody up there. And they're like, there's nobody up there. You know, what are you talking about? And I said, I saw him. I saw him. And we went to the hospital. I got a cast. Uh, and then I, I refused. I refused to go upstairs to sleep. I was terrified to no go upstairs. So I slept on the couch for like a week and a half or so yeah. until I finally got brave enough to go back upstairs. And yeah, yeah. I was just absolutely terrified. No now, I've seen him after this next story, and it really made sense to me after you hear this next part. I went over to my friend Sean's place. And his stepmom was remarried, and she married to a guy named Wayne. And it was getting close to supper, and I was supposed to take off and be home for supper at 5. So mm-hmm. I was just about to get ready, and Wayne came home from work, and he goes, Oh, you know what? I'll just give you a ride. Sean, come on. So there was Wayne in the driver's seat. Right. There was Sean, and there was me in the front cab of his truck. And so he, he gets in, he starts it up, he pulls out, he goes, Okay, where are we going? I said, 169 Horace Street. And he goes, what? <laughs> what? I'm not going there. And I there. said, 169 Horace Street. He goes, oh, okay. And so he starts driving, and Sean's looking at him like, what's going on, Dad? Like, yeah, yeah. this is really weird. So he doesn't say a word during the entire drive, which is totally uncharacteristic for this guy, because he's a real gabber-gabber mm. like me. And, and Sean... And I weren't even really talking. And so Sean's like all confused because there's two biggest gabby mouths in the truck and nobody's <laughs> saying squat. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. So we pull up to the front of the house and <clears throat> Wayne just sits there and he's look, you know, he looks through the windshield and he looks up at the house. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get out of the truck. I just kind of sat there and I looked at Wayne and Sean's like looking back and forth between the two of us. And he's like, like, must have been thinking, like, what's going on? Right. And Wayne says, is he still there? Oh, he, he's and been I, there before. I said, yeah, he is. Shit. Who is he? And he said, he's my grandfather. Oh. No. He said, he died in that house. I said, I, he's such a nice guy. He goes, oh, he loved kids. I said, yeah, he watches us all the time, and he's always got a smile on his face. Shit. And uh, I said, he scared me once. Damn it, did you have like, a picture oh, of him? No, he didn't. Oh, shit. And that would have been so not cool. At that, not at that moment. Right. Yeah. And so then I was like, he scared me once. And he said, uh, how? And I said, well, he, you know, this is what happened. I explained the situation. He goes, yeah, he died up in that front room. Mm-hmm. The, my my grandparents' beds were, and he described how the be- the yeah, room yeah. was set up. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how my brother and I had our room set up. Mm-hmm. He said he, he, they found him between the two beds. He had had a heart attack. Oh, and he okay. said, I'm sure he didn't mean it. He loved kids. And I said, yeah, he always stands there and he watches us. I said, he always wears this gray pinstripe uh, suit. And he laughed and he said, with the bowler hat. And I said, yeah, because mm, that's what wow. we buried him in. That was his favorite outfit. Oh. And he said, tell me, tell him I said hello and tell him I really miss him. And so the next time that I felt him around, I said that. Yeah, and yeah. it was really, you know, that, that cool feeling, you know, yeah. like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, I like a cool breeze on my face sort of thing. Yeah. And I'd seen him a few times, but nothing uh, exceptional, right. like right. as those first few times. Yeah. But it was, uh, then um, Sean's dad gave, Wayne, he gave me a picture and I brought it home, and I showed my mom, and she's like, oh, my God, that's him. <laughs> and uh, I was like, yeah, that it totally is him, isn't it? And, wow. and I gave the picture back, and I was like, yeah, that's who we keep seeing. And he goes, yeah, that's my grandpa. Oh, 
That's, That's cool. pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. And Wayne actually came over once and and walked through the house just to, you know, see it again. Mm-hmm. Of course. Because it used to be his grandparents' place and he loved it. And and my mom was like, oh, why don't you invite him over and everything? So he came over once and, yeah, he just really enjoyed walking around it and stuff. Wow. Eh? It, was, it was a really freaky experience. I loved that house. I absolutely loved that house. It's too bad. I tried to look for pictures of it, you know, like try to arc i guess i'd have to go yeah yeah and i couldn't find any pictures though but um what i did find shall i tell you yes please you already know (laughs) um really weird though this house you're playing footsies with me i'm sorry really weird like this house had so many transitions with people living in it like i don't know that's why i asked what kind of house it was because I'm thinking it might have been like a renter's house or a boarding house through the early years because if it was so big and stuff. Um, I must have found probably, I went from like 1911 all the way to 1943 and just a shit ton of people at various stages that own this house. Like... Or live there, or reportedly live like there. Like a census, maybe. Yeah, census like makers? I mean, yeah. it's almost like it's almost like I don't know if it turned hands that many times, but Couldn't have. Um, like there would be a few few people that l- owned it for like a few years in a time or lived there in a time, but yeah, it was just it's so weird. Like, so I, I was just wondering what kind of house it was, like if it was like split up into like apartments or anything. When I was like when I asked you initially, right? So yeah. yeah a few things of note that I found was there was a girl who lived there and she, she didn't pass away in the house, but she lived there with her family. I guess she was like a a single woman who was 38. She died in the hospital, but I guess she was quite sick before that, like a spinster. She lived with her parents there in 1946 and then she passed away. So, I mean, you know, sometimes you have spirits that gravitate back and stuff, right? And then the person that I'm thinking that you saw, the date is off, but it all depends on how old Wayne was too, right? Like if he said it was his grandfather, uh, there was a George David Joseph who passed away in 1941 at the family residence and he was 89 years old. So date wise and time wise, that could possibly be the same person. I think that it was his name was George. Yeah. 41, you say? Yeah. He passed away in 1941 and he was 89 at the time. So... You know, that's that's what yeah. I'm thinking was in the house. That's well, when you yeah. told me there was an older man with a bowler hat. That's exactly who I thought. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then there was anything else I found on 169 Horace. It was really weird because it was just like rental uh, ads for rentals con- continuously, like right up until like the 70s. So I I guess Wonder they rented why. out. Yeah, I don't know. I know some of the older homes in some of the older homes in St. Boniface were because like there were three and four stories like to heat that place like those oh, places shit, yeah. and stuff they would like yeah. rent out the rooms yeah yeah, yeah. It's like the a top multi. part they made it into a kitchen and yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so so i mean it's just like the house has been through so many hands i mean the the person's obituary that i found this george i mean he could be one of many people who actually passed in the house and it wouldn't necessarily be know, publicized right? but yeah. a lot of times in the paper prior to 1965 they would always publish where the person lived in the obituaries. So in that regard, unless it didn't make the paper, but paper newspapers were sen- sensationalized. Like they let, they yeah. love to report on that stuff. Right. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, it was like tabloid tabloids at the time, you know, like this person passed here and this person passed there. And mm-hmm. it's like, they made they a did, point did. of always indicating that. So, and even why and how. Right. Or even so, yeah. like police ball, police blotters you know like activity like burglaries and and assaults and stuff but really aside from this house changing hands so often like here this guy's name is mustard yeah floyd r mustard lived there (laughs) in 1932 i'm like mustard really yeah and i think colonel in the military i don't know (laughs) know, it's just weird but um there was joseph's that owned the house uh from 1934 and all the way up until 1941, and then that's when this fellow died. So I'm thinking they must have sold, oh no, uh, 40, 42. 42. But yeah. that could have been just the family name, though, too, Joseph. Oh, probably, yeah. So, yeah, so this house had quite the history, but nothing violent other than the one gentleman dying. But mm-hmm. it was just uh, something to see. Like, that's cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, that place was amazing. Yeah, and then in 1914, there was an ad 
for somebody looking for a respectable girl between 15 and 16 as a mother's helper. 15 and, and a good home was offered in exchange. Mm. So, you mm. know. Respectable. Respectable girl. Thank God. A respectable 15-year-old. We don't want no scuzzy 15-year-olds here. Yeah. That's right. Mm. So, but yeah, like there really wasn't, uh, there really wasn't anything too weird, you know, which is nice. But it just really no changed hands. Mayhem. No, no murder, no mayhem. No. no. Not until we showed up. <laughs> and then that was it. That's it. Ruined from then it. on. Yeah, done and no. done. So, yeah. anyway, and then um, I still got to do history on the Anderson uh, location that you stayed at for a while too. But we can cover that another time too. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm just flip really quickly flipping through, just flipping yeah. through some old oh, photo nice. albums. Oh yeah, you think oh, you might really? have a picture? I just, mm, just <laughs> I got a lot of pictures of the bus garage next door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's um, I don't know if you can see this. It's kind of blurry, but do you see that picture with the yes. big windows and I stuff? I see myself. Yeah. I see your head that, now. Yeah, yeah. Hello, self and head. There's the veranda around it. Oh, nice. It was veranda. just massive. Verandas rock. Verandas are nice. They're cool. And then when we moved out, <laughs> they removed the veranda, and my parents were like, Jesus. Why would they do that? Why yeah. would they do that? Because yeah. <laughs> that's... space. Yeah, and that thing really helped... Um, Make it bigger, right? Like, made it give it, it grandeur. And oh, plus, it yeah. kept all the heat in. Oh, hell you yeah. You know, like... Really? I wish I had a veranda in my house where you could dump all your shit when you come home. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And it would be like minus 30 outside. And uh, and I would be inside the veranda playing with my friends and stuff. Right. And it'd be nice and warm. Yeah, yeah. I love the veranda. <clears throat> it was so cool. Well, that was awesome, Tom. Thanks for sharing that yeah, story I, with I, us. I, we appreciate I, that. That was awesome. I want to figure out who the freaking guardian angel person is. Yeah, no black kidding. man. Oh, I know, really eh? Weird. Mm-hmm. That's just such an odd, uh, yeah. an odd very, choice and of very people. specific that two people actually saw it, especially for so. that time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's not like when I was like freaking two years old. There was like whole bunch of black dudes running around in top hats and tuxes you know what i mean not as a rule no no, no. you know what i'm saying exactly it's very odd oh and this is the the house on anderson avenue i remember that yeah yeah that That's was like it, it was changed wasn't it changed to like uh was there a car dealership across from there or something yeah just down the street yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah we were told it was um it was the old lady that lived next door was like something like 80 or something when I lived there mm-hmm. and she would tell us how it was um, the um, it was a when it was first built it was uh, used as a hospital oh. well, for the north end of Winnipeg mm-hmm. oh, that's and each bedroom upstairs was more of a don't say morgue no it was more of a dormitory <laughs> oh thank god situation <laughs> Than, than bedrooms. Oh yeah. And she would actually told us that you know this was the waiting area. This room was the doctor's office. That room was the um, what you would call it? the surgery. Ooh. And then downstairs Ooh. was the storage and the mm-hmm. morgue area. Yeah. And on yeah. the very top was the doctor's. Uh, living quarters because oh. there was a third story yeah, and yeah, that the the, so the uh, group home uses office space and that's mm-hmm. where the doctor lived like it was kind of like a two bedroom or sorry a two room yeah. apartment up top right and it was really cool and bedroom. Oh, there was so many so many stories about that place yeah it's just so many spirits were in there it was great it was crazy i want to i want to research that one a little more 316 anderson i think you said right 318 anderson okay i got it written down so yeah well thank you so much for sharing your stories with us tonight no problem anytime and we will contact you well i'll talk to you soon but uh say good night girls bye Um, thank you, Tom. And, uh, I'm not sure when this episode will come out, but I'll let you know before then. And I'm going to do some more research for you on Anderson. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So awesome. 
Okay, I'm all gonna right. sign off now. If we all gotta go our separate ways, yeah. It's Betty by time right. here. It's later here. Have a great night. We're two hours ahead, so two hours. Yeah, he's Shut in Prince, up. Prince George. Oh my Prince god, Rupert. Prince Rupert. Early over right. there. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So okay, well, thank yeah. you again, my friend. Thank it was you so awesome. much. Okay, I'll talk to you Take soon. Care, Good night. Sharon. Bye. Bye. Get home safe. Bye. For sure. Bye. Doesn't the time change tonight? You poked him on the nose. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Doink. Yeah, it's, tonight is the time forward. It right? is. Ooh, what time does it do it? Go forward. Uh, 2 a.m. 2 a.m. or something. Well, that was cool. That was my friend Tom. Uh, I was 169 horse and 318 Anderson. 318 Anderson. It looks creepy. It looks like a school. Like, it looks like it used to be a school. He was, I can't imagine there was doctors there. I can imagine it might be like a home was for unwed Avenue? mothers um, or some shit. Anderson Avenue, yeah. Winnipeg, yeah, so... I can I can see like you know a home for unwed mothers where some yeah. illegal shit might have happened or and we're back. So that was a very we're cool back. story. Thank you, Tommy. Appreciate your Thank contribution. You. And we will definitely do research on the Anderson location um, because he'd also lived in another place that was really creepy. And we'll mm-hmm. look that up. And then I think for that one we'll have him back on though. You know what I'm saying? We'll do a tag yeah, team thing. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, we'll have him back on. So. It's all good. It's all good. But uh, all yeah, good. cool stories. Very, very, very cool. I and like it. I like it. We were just uh, talking a moment ago how we have a map that uh, we've ordered on Amazon, and we're going to pin all the locations that listen to us. It only goes back six months, though, unfortunately, for Spreaker. Oh, crap. I oh, know. Well, I was thinking, you know, I could probably message them asking them, hey, can I get the data? Like, I pay for this service. Like, can I not get the yeah, data? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know. If I'm, yeah. if I am so inclined, anyway, it's probably greater than what it was at that point, anyway. So, oh yeah, and I, and consistent yeah. too, right? So now it's probably mm-hmm. more of those places continually. I would hope so. Right, right. Well, hope so. I'd hope so. Yeah, but uh, no, it's been fun, and hopefully we can keep doing this. And fortunately, our tour of Prairie Sky Books is on hold because of this whole COVID yeah. thing. Yeah, I know. Ooh fucking virus thing yeah it was such a good match it will be it will be you know but and i guess that's another thing in bringing that up i just want to say support local support local and support local like you know a lot a lot of these little guys these little business owners they're gonna have a hard time so you know if they can if they can get you products and services while everything is shut down take them up on it and do it just support local like that's That's all you can do no matter what town you live in after yeah even after all the shit clears Go That's right. Them. You go to those. They need you, it more than anyone else. You go to your people, not the big corporations and shit like that. You know, no. um, no. and even yeah, go to the assholes. Even after, and not just after, but uh, like, where was I going with that thought? The tea's kicking in. Um, yeah, and I'm not just talking just Winnipeg. Like we we promote local, we promote Winnipeg, but even where you guys are, oh. wherever you're listening, you know what? You go to mm-hmm. Joe Blow on the corner with the convenience store or, you know, wherever. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you got to try it because, I mean, shit. We got local companies, brewery companies making hand sanitizers. Yep. You know, taking their time, take their, like, stock just for our safety, right? So. Yeah, exactly. They're willing to put it up for us. We should be able to put it up for them, right? Yeah. And before I start sewing some little ghosties with my daughter, I am going to try and make some masks. And some some hair hair bandy things because the nurses the elastics that go behind their ears you know it really hurts their ears others. yeah so yeah. You, you can make these headbands that cover the hair and if you sew buttons on the side the masks can actually hook onto the buttons right so that's a brilliant yeah, idea I know yeah it so. is brilliant I've seen have you seen those pictures of those poor ladies and men that have like they get all marked up yeah rubbed bra from them already yeah I know that sucks. I know. Who would have thought 2020, the year that went to shit and we ran out of toilet paper, right? Fuck. No kidding. I mean, yeah. 2019 personally was just devastating. 2020 is pretty bad too, you know? I thought I had a break, yeah. but touch wood. Touch wood, you know? Touch wood. I touch have wood. here. Touch wood with my beer. Touch there, a particle board. It. Yes. Anyway, but yeah. uh, so again, that was uh, Tommy. Uh, he's um, a great guy living out in Prince Rupert, but lived pretty much all his life i guess half his life in in winnipeg and that and uh he had some good stories thank you so much and uh, thank you thanks for sharing thanks for trusting us i see your beer there we'll just go clink clink against the mic clink 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 (laughs) (laughs) so we just wish everybody staying safe be cautious Mm -hmm. 
be smart and don't be stupid. Stay at home wherever you yep. can. And uh, yep. yeah, for groceries. Just for groceries. We'll get through this. We can do it. We can do it. We can do it. We and listen to us it. while you are doing That's it. That's right. <laughs> and let us entertain you. Contact us. Please, please, please email us at give me up the ghost podcast at gmail.com exactly we're here 24 7 literally so <laughs> we are now we're like oh, right. it's a message it's a message and then we're going to be oh, no. following up with some other uh towns and stuff again and have some more material for you but it won't be uh more stuff yep i miss my pod partner yep. she ain't gonna be sitting beside me she's gonna be across town t kona uh, t kona i'm gonna be t kona in yeah I'll be sitting here in my little room, yeah. staring at the walls. Hardly. I don't know. You'll be creating art. I know you. I will be. Mm-hmm. Eventually, when I get the motivation. I haven't had the motivation, really, but... It's been it's very weird. hard. It is, yeah. It's just weird, you know? I'm like, I got a kid here I'm supposed to be trying to teach. I'm like, oh, my God. French immersion? <laughs> I know nothing. I don't remember my French from grade 12. Um, my brain's way too damn old for all, that crap. All I know is voulez-vous and fumier, but I don't think that's the right thing you want to tell your 13-year-old. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. even that. No shit. That's funny. Yeah, I know. <laughs> too funny. Yeah, I know. It's all interesting right. anyway. But... I guess we'll sign off this we episode. We'll sign her off here, and uh, thank you for listening. And as always, live every day like it is your last. But never give up the ghost. Never give up the ghost. Bye. It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.